Sales Talk. I'm your host, Aaron Quill, and today in the studio we have Jason Williams, the product manager over OES. Jason, good afternoon. Afternoon, Aaron. How are you? Excellent. And we invite you in the studio today to talk to us about a new release of OES. Open Enterprise Server 2 Support Pack 1. So let's take a second and just kind of at a real high level hit some of the things that customers are going to be interested in about OES to SP1. Sure. So more than anything, really, this release is looking at the simplifying the transition from NetWare to Linux, interoperability with Windows, and cost savings for our customers. So let's take those in turn so we understand what's going on. The simplifying the transition from NetWare is we know that we have a large install base of NetWare out there. There are a lot of customers making the transition to Linux. But we needed to make that transition from NetWare to Open Enterprise Server 2 as simple and easy as possible. So we have a, a whole new set of migration tools, realistically upgrade tools, inside Open Enterprise Server 2 Support Pack 1 that will allow customers on NetWare 5.1, NetWare 6.0, or NetWare 6.5, and OES 1 to transition to OES 2 on Linux kernel. In effect, it will be able to take a running server, transition the entire server's name, e-directory infrastructure, file system, and all the services, things like DNS, DHCP, printing, iFolder, and the like, transition those to an OES2 Linux server and have it come up as if it were that NetWare server. And so what that really means is I can upgrade the server, I can upgrade the back end and not worry about making any changes to the client side, right? That's absolutely right. If you have a server, let's call it server 1, and you want that's on NetWare today, and you want that same server identity, IP address and everything so the clients connect on a Monday morning to the same server name, it will do that, only it's just running now OES2 Linux, not NetWare 5.1. Okay, great. So we made migration a lot easier, a lot smoother. What other things have you done? Interoperability. Uh, some of the core things that we're looking at here is Windows interoperability. We hear from a lot of customers that they have a split e-directory and active directory infrastructure. One of the things they're looking for is the fact that they know that they have applications that require Windows logins. So they have Windows desktops. We do know that clients uh, are asking us, I don't want the Lavelle client on my desktop. What I want to do is log in to Active Directory, access my files on Novell Storage Services file system, but also be able to carry that transition over to Windows. Domain Services for Windows does that. They can have a username and password in eDirectory. They log in from their Windows workstation without a Novell client. They can access the files on that you know, Novell Storage Services volume but then they can carry that authentication all the way over to Active Directory and access resources in Active Directory without the need to authenticate again and carrying that authentication over using standard Windows methods. So at a real high level, what that means is my OES2 server and my eDirectory tree appear as a normal Microsoft domain controller, right? Absolutely. As far as Microsoft Management Console, as far as the Active Directory domain tools, as far as the workstation, and as far as some applications are concerned, those ones that we've tried out, it's Active Directory. You said interoperability, you then talked about Windows, but I didn't hear you talk about Mac at all. Well, I can talk about Mac for you now if you like. Excellent. Okay, so just as many customers that have Windows out there, more and more customers are getting Macs. You take a look at the new MacBook Pros and MacBooks, you take a look at the adoption rate of these things, our education customers, customers in the media, they're using Macs. We had the native file access pack in the past for allowing AFP connections to NetWare. We've moved that over onto OES2 SP1. 
So now you can make an NSS volume appear just like an Apple Mac server on the network. You can use your e-directory username and password from the Mac. Log in using a standard Mac-style login using the DHX2 is what they call it, their authentication. Get access to the volume, pick up the file as far as the Mac is concerned, is connecting to an Apple server. Oh, that's great. So just like Windows, where the Windows workstation thinks that when it talks to OES through your domain services for Windows, it appears as a Windows server, so we get the same thing on the Mac side, where a Mac client sees it as if it's a talking to a native Macintosh server. Absolutely. And in fact, we, we've also done an iFolder client for the Mac now as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, so realistically, when we take a look at, at everything that we're doing, it's about interoperability with multiple platforms. We want to support SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop 10, iPrint Client for SLED 10, iFolder Client for SLED 10, Novell Client for SLED 10, yeah, GroupWise Messenger, we've got GroupWise. When you talk about the Mac, what have we got? iPrint Client for the Mac, we've got GroupWise Client for the Mac, GroupWise Messenger Client for the Mac, iFolder Client, standard login from the Mac as well. Windows, Windows XP, the same thing. Windows Vista 32, iFolder's there as well. Windows Vista 64, new iFolder client there too. So across the board, we're looking at the, the end user computing that our customers have is serviced by all these things in Open Enterprise Server 2. It, it's really back to the old philosophy that we had, which was let the end user pick what machine they want to run on, whatever operating system it is, and we'll present the information properly for that operating system. Absolutely. Let them move back and forth as they want. Definitely. I know one of the other big changes in SP1 is some of the things you've done with drivers, correct? Absolutely. So we had the YES program in the past for NetWare. That, that was uh, to certify drivers to make sure they were tested and worked properly, right? Correct. Our hardware vendors would have the certification process that they worked through with us for driver support for various hardware platforms, and then they'd issue a certificate saying, yes, this piece of hardware works with NetWare. We no longer need that with Open Enterprise Server 2 because we're reusing the certification process for SLES 10. So any piece of hardware, any driver, that has a certificate saying this runs with SUSE Linux Enterprise Server 10, Open Enterprise Server 2 automatically is granted that certificate. So there's no need for a separate certification process any longer. Oh, cool. So now it's very easy for me to find out what hardware is supported under OES, which is really anything that's got a certified SLES driver for it, correct? Absolutely. And I know with a bunch of the work that Greg Crow Hartman has done on the Linux side, um, we actually just published an article recently that said Linux has more driver support than any other operating system out there. That's right. So that's good to hear. Drivers are no longer an issue. Any other big changes in OES 2 that customers should know about? Yeah, so no real new major changes in there. Uh, SLES 10 SP2 is being pulled in as the uh, default base distribution. So that means you get all the updates, like the current version of the XEN kernel for virtualization and all that neat stuff. Absolutely. Obviously, we're also continuing with dynamic storage technology. Oh, um, that's we, one of my favorite technologies in the product. Can you give us a, a quick overview of what that is, actually? Absolutely. So the whole point around dynamic storage technology is saving money on your storage infrastructure. Disk is cheap. SANs are expensive. So the, the whole concept behind it is you create a policy that goes through your file system and looks for, and let's pick a, files that haven't been accessed in over 90 days. And okay. we know that 80% of the data located, and this is unstructured file, the stuff that keeps companies alive, 80% of that has not been touched in 90 days or more. And we can relocate that dynamically to a separate volume. But the great thing is, clients never know the file got moved. When they see it, 
it's actually located in the place they saved it and when they access it they immediately get it pulled back from that relocated volume. It's not demigrated or copied or they, they're not given a you have to wait or anything like that. There's none of the thrashing effect that you get with hierarchical storage management systems. Oh, excellent. No training. I don't even need to explain to my end users that I'm doing this. The perfect thing about this is from an end user perspective, it looks, acts, feels and behaves exactly the same. So you don't even need to tell them. Excellent. Well, Jason, uh, thanks a lot for stepping by the studio and telling us about OES2 SP1. Novell Sales Talk is brought to you by Novell Inc. You can send us feedback at salestalk at novell.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>